welcome to day 197 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, The Story of the Prophets. I'm Paul, here with Katie, David, and Matt. As we continue the story of Jeremiah, uh, we find Jeremiah under house arrest. Uh, but even uh, as Nebuchadnezzar and his troops surround Jerusalem, uh, God has had uh, Jeremiah go buy a piece of property that's almost in the enemy camp. Uh, just as a reminder one day that uh, the people will come back and the land will be restored. So we uh, continue in the promise of restoration in Jeremiah 33. Uh, it's both um, a message of hope and a message of judgment. The judgment is is imminent, uh, but the hope is, is well beyond uh, the judgment. And, of course, that's the text that we find in the prophets as it moves back and forth between you know, the announcement of God's judgment and his wrath, but the hope that he extends toward his people uh, in the wake of the judgment, which reminds us even his judgment is an act of grace and an act of kindness in order to restore and not to destroy. So as we continue to read, as we always do, we pause, we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, can you mind lifting us up before we pray? Before we read, do you mind praying before we read? <laughs> Sounds good. Katie. <laughs> oh, Father, um, would you help us to pause and be still and uh, know that you are God, know that you have revealed your heart and your character to us in your word and in your son. And so that this, this moment that we have as your people is a gift that you've given to us. Would you help us to see you here in these pages? Um, would you remind us of where we are in, in this story and how you have pursued us, even in your judgment, you have pursued your people. Um, thank you for the grace you've given us. And would we be reminded of it today? And not just that, but would we um, continue to walk, um, just walk in the grace that you've given us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 33, we'll read through verse 11. Uh, While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says, who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I'll answer you and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says about the houses in this city and the royal palaces of Judah that had been torn down to be used against siege ramps and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They'll be filled with dead bodies of the people I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from the city because of all of its wickedness. Nevertheless, I'll bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I'll bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sin of rebellion against me. Then the city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on the earth that hear of all the good things I do for it, and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I will provide for it. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals, yet in the towns of Judah, the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabitants inhabited by neither people nor animals there will be heard voice there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness the voices of bride and bridegroom and the voices of those who bring back offerings to the house of the lord saying give thanks to the lord almighty for the lord is good his love endures forever for i'll restore the fortunes of the land as they were before says the lord and of course that's a nice uh, reversal of the refrain <laughs> we've been hearing there will no longer be sounds of rejoicing there will no longer be sounds of uh, bride and bridegroom 
Uh, one day the prosperity will be restored and the joy of the people will be restored. Their shame and uh, dishonor removed, you know, completely. So there's a beautiful reversal of fortune. And unfortunately, the people have not heard the word of the Lord. So they have to come through a, a testing, through a judgment, through a time of exile uh, before they're eventually restored to the joy that the Lord all along has intended for his people as they walk in, in his blessing. I couldn't help but just um, be reminded of um, Pentecost when I read this passage, specifically verse 9, Then the city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear all of all the good things I do for it, and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. I just thought ahead uh, um, at Acts, you know, when the Spirit comes and you know, these nations are hearing their languages um, spoken and everyone is in awe of what is what God is doing. Um, and just in just the book of Acts, just seeing how the Lord just moves in the church um, and obviously um, at the cross and the resurrection. But yeah, I just thought, thought ahead of, of how this would take place when the spirit came. Um, and it's just really neat to be able to see how the Lord has fulfilled these promises yeah, and luke is very you know very aware of what he's doing when he says the people were gathered from all the nations under the heavens mm -hmm. and even though they've returned from exile 400 years earlier it's only in that moment that god is beginning to renew them and restore to them the joy you know through the giving of the holy spirit and through you know the gift of the new covenant which we'll read a little bit more about you know, throughout this week and, uh, you know, tomorrow, you know, especially, but it is, it is a, it is a picture of, uh, of <laughs> there's two ways you're in exile when you're physically in exile, but you've, you've come back still spiritually in exile. Mm -hmm. And of course, Pentecost is the end of the spiritual exile as God pours out his spirit and begins to renew his people. Mm -hmm. It's hard to miss, you know, just that, that repetition of, I will, I will, I will, you know, the Lord right. says, yes, judgment is coming, but I will be the one that does this for my people. You know, so he says, I will bring health and healing. I will heal. I will let them enjoy. I will bring Judah. I mean, he just keeps going on and on and on, talking about all the good things he'll do. And he even phrases it cleanse, that way. I will I will forgive. Yep, that, you know, I will do good things for it, and they will be a people, you know, for my renown, joy, praise, and honor before all the nations. So I just love that. I mean, that that emphasis from God that he is going to be the one who brings his people back, you know, restores their fortunes, cleanses them from their sin and the rebellion. And, and it delights him to do it. You know, I will do good things for my people. You know, so I, that's just a, a great image. And, and it also reminds us of, you know, of God's purposes in creation, God's yeah. purpose in redemption, uh, that we would be a people for his renown, for his joy, for his price and, and for his honor before all the nations. And a lot of times we think of our salvation as a as a gift to us in which we revel in the blessing of God, but it's also a responsibility that we have to reflect uh, the goodness of God, you know, to those around us. We find that in the creation mandate. We find that in the promise to Abraham, where he would not simply be blessed, but be a blessing, you know, to all the nations. And we find that in the Mosaic Law, where you'd be a priesthood for me. You know, for the you know the nations together, and of course in the new covenant, we see it even more, you know, clearly that we are we are His for His glory, for His renown. And that's been one of the things I've so enjoyed getting to read as we read, as we read through the prophets. Is always, you know, for so many years of of my life, I used to see the Bible as so disconnected and and not continuous and not 
one big story. And we talk about it a lot here at Christ Church, but I love getting to see that flow. We see the people in wickedness, yet nevertheless, the, the Lord brings them health and healing. He cleanses them. And then he talks about how this city is going to be bring renown to all the nations. And so just that pattern over and over again of, I always thought that was like a New Testament thing, you know, like, oh, finally we get to this thing where God wants to work through his people and cleanse them and heal them so they can be a blessing. But yeah, that's where it's, the story's been going over and over again. And mm-hmm. and so this is a great chapter of just reminding me of the, the story of scripture as seen through the prophets here. And yeah, our salvation, our cleansing, as you're saying, Paul, is to have a dramatic effect on the way we live here and now mm-hmm. in in the city, around our neighbors, at the baseball field, wherever we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I never thought was in the Old Testament, but it's everywhere. <laughs> well, it, it's also kind of incredible that he promises to restore our joy mm-hmm. and in so doing to bring him joy, uh, which is an incredible phrase. And of course, if you look at verse three, call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. We, we have to realize that those great and searchable things go in two directions. They go in the direction of judgment, which is uh, beyond our understanding, you know, the depth of the judgment that our sins deserve and the, uh, uh, the ugliness and the, and the brutality of the ravages of sin. Mm-hmm. And then it also goes in the direction of salvation as well, uh, which on the other hand, the restoration is beyond anything that our sins deserve. So it's kind of an incredible thing. And that's usually why when you see in the prophets, they'll call it the great and terrible day of the Lord. It's great in the salvation it brings, but it's terrible in the judgment that it demands. And uh, we can either know God in his glory, you know, through his judgment or through his salvation. And that all has to do is you pointed out earlier, Matt, his work on our behalf, Mm -hmm. nothing that we've done. Uh, you know, to deserve it. He is the one who brings health. He is the one who gives forgiveness. He is the one who restores. He is the one who rebuilds. And you have those powerful images. Yeah. And that's captured in, in verse 9 when he talks about, you know, those good things he's going to do and the, all the nations will hear of what he's done for his people. And it says, they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for, which is an interesting description that on the one hand, we look at all, you know, the, the good things God has done. And we were in awe, and yet it, there's another aspect where it causes yeah. trembling, you know. And it's because we see just that that part of this salvation or this restoration includes a judgment, you know. And and it, it's hard, you know, for us to really get a handle on, you know, what it means to uh, fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and it is that it is that mixture of awe, but also. Uh, you know, a deep reverence, knowing we're accountable, you know, to him. So you even have Paul, you know, in Second Corinthians, you know, five saying, therefore, since we know what it is, you know, to fear the Lord, we persuade men. We are in all of him. And we, as Isaiah said, tremble at his word. Mm-hmm. And we realize that his judgment is sure as well. And both of those things compel us. His love and, and his judgment, you know, compel us in our message, you know, to the nations. That's too, it's beautiful. Verse 10, you know, it's, this is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it's a desolate waste. You know, I say it's a place of restoration. Yeah, look again. Yeah. And take one more look. And, and the desolation, of course, is, is brought by our sin. The restoration is brought by his grace. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you uh, close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do thank you so much um, for the grace you bring and how you do restore and cleanse and you're the one that brings health and healing to us in our wickedness and our sin 
we find forgiveness in Christ Jesus. What an unbelievable thing. May we stand in all of that. May we tremble at that. And may you, through your grace, help us to live here and now as your people um, for your glory. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.